Hello and welcome to the Church Can Happen Anywhere podcast. I'm Pastor Chris, the lead pastor at Peace Tree. We are right at the start of Lent, a season that offers us an opportunity to reflect, to repent, and to return to God so that we might understand and appreciate the miracle of Easter in a more meaningful way. The beginning of Lent is always marked by Ash Wednesday. So recently we gathered as a faith community to hear a word from the Gospel of Matthew, and I hope it speaks to you as you listen to it today. Wherever you are right now, if you're driving to work, waiting in the pickup line as your kids get out of school, as you're folding laundry or washing dishes, or even walking outdoors or on a treadmill right now, I hope you'll realize that God is with you. God is with you as you listen to this podcast and hear this Ash Wednesday message. So don't be a passive listener, but be an active listener, be an active worshiper, and consider what God is trying to say to you today. So for tonight, I'm going to be reading from Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 6, and then verses 16 through 21. I invite you to hear these words. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward, but you... But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, Go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head And wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consume, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the word of God for all the people of God. Thanks be to God. Friends, will you pray with me? Dear God, as we gather together on this first evening of the season of Lent, 
as we await to have the ashes placed on the backs of our hands or on our foreheads, as we consider our own mortality, as we consider the temptations that your son faced in the wilderness, as we think about the sacrifice that he made for us on Good Friday, may we come before you now with contrite hearts. May we humble ourselves before you. May we take a closer look at this passage from Matthew. Consider, Lord, what it has to say to us this year of all years. Be with me now. May the words I share not be my own, but yours. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Friends, I feel like part of Lent is is being... Uh, one in confession, having a spirit of confession. So can I confess something to you right now? Can I do that? I do not feel at all prepared for the season of Lent this year. I don't at all feel prepared for tonight and how important it is to start Lent with an Ash Wednesday service. And I confess this to you because we have poured so much of our time and our energy into renovating this beautiful space, into welcoming the bishop and the district superintendent, which we did this past Sunday, to have that celebration, to, ha- to dedicate and consecrate this building. That once that was done, and maybe you have felt this way about a big project at work or a big project at school, that once you feel like I've completed this day, I have finished this big project that's been looming over me that you just feel like I I can't do anything else after this. I'm spent. I'm like a sponge that's been completely wrung out. I've got nothing left to give. And so I come to you tonight as your pastor feeling that way. With, with even more coming down the pipeline towards me on Friday and Saturday and Sunday comes around every seven days. I feel that right now and maybe you feel that too. But I feel like Lent is meant for us to be aware of those feelings, to confess when we are not able to give anything more, to say, I can't do it by myself, Lord. I can't do it with the strength that I can muster. Stiff upper lip, don't complain, put your head down, soldier on, soldier through. It's seasons like Lent when we should be willing to admit to ourselves that it's only by the grace of God that we get through some of these days. Amen? That it's only with the strength of the Holy Spirit that I can get out of bed in the morning and get the kids ready and get to work and get home and put a meal on the table. Or if you're like me, open up that Slim Chickens app so that's ready for me to pick up (laughs) curbside. Lent is a time for us to reflect on where we are right now in our spiritual journey, 
how close we are to the mark of being like Jesus. You know, that's the point of all of this, is to be like Jesus, to live in his word. If you're a parent, it's maybe thinking, am I setting that type of example for my children? If you're a child, which all of us here have a, a mother and a father somewhere in the world, you know, am I living into the dreams that they had for me? But more importantly, am I living into the dreams that my heavenly father has for me? Lent is a time to reflect, to come before the cross, to come to the altar, to be reminded that we are only human. We are only human. But it's also a time for us to grow closer to God. When we look at the passage that I just read for us from the Gospel of Matthew, we, we see that the very first word of Matthew chapter 6, verse 1 is beware. Beware. Which on our walks from the elementary school home, we sometimes hear that dog in the neighbor's backyard and it always frightens us just a little bit. And sure enough, there's a sign that says, beware of the dog. Beware, no trespassing, beware. Beware is a word that is meant for us to uh, take heed, to be cautious, to watch out because something dangerous could happen if we don't pay attention. But I wanna offer you another reading of that word. And I wanna take us from beware to be aware. To take us from beware to be aware. To take us from a warning to a reminder. If we were to look at that word beware in the original Greek text for the Gospel of Matthew, we would see the word prosecho. And I know I'm not saying it right, but that's the way that the guy said it on the YouTube video. Prosecho, okay? That is the word for beware in Matthew 6, verse 1. Now, there are many different ways that you could translate that word in Greek. And again, I'm going to confess to you, I took biblical Hebrew in seminary and not biblical Greek. And so I lean on the knowledge of others. I hope that you lean on the knowledge of others. Your study Bibles, if it's something that we are aware of when we're going through this study, uh, as we will on Thursday mornings, to ask us the hard questions, and we'll find the answers together. But that word, prosecho, beware, it means a couple different things. It could mean to be attentive. Beware of practicing your piety before others. Be attentive to how you practice your faith before others. It could also mean to attend to oneself. Again, if this isn't a season for tending to one's soul, for tending to one's self, to know who you are in this world and to know who you are in Christ. I don't know what season uh, you would do this in. This is the season. These 40 days of Lent, not including Sundays, 40 days not including Sundays, is the time for us to be attentive, to beware, to be aware.
It also can mean to devote thought and effort to something. Now, usually when a pastor stands up here and talks to you about Lent and Ash Wednesday, we talk about sacrifice. We talk about giving something up or we talk about taking something on. And we do so in order to imitate Jesus, in order to get into the same mindset that he might have been in out in the wilderness with the devil, with the tempter, with the evil one, coming to him and trying to get him to worship the evil one, trying to get him to forsake his name as the son of God. So we do these things, and yet we must beware, and we must be aware what are our motives when we say we're going to give something up? When, and this, if you decide to give this up, this is not me trying to pick on you. But when we go on social media to tell people, I'm taking a break from social media until like I have to get on to post pictures from the birthday party this weekend or when it's somebody's birthday and I really have to, or they message me on Messenger and I have to get back to them right away. I gave up meat one year, so I, I ate it on Sundays because Sundays aren't included in the 40 days. There's a lot of tofu at like Japanese teriyaki restaurants, hibachi. There's a lot of PB&Js. Oh my goodness. I'm ne I don't know if I'm ever doing that again. Now, I read this scripture just like we did tonight. And I knew I could not go around telling people, oh boy, what I would do for a an Arby's sandwich because they've got the meats, you know. I would never eat at Arby's normally, but that year I did. I wanted to on a Monday right away. You maybe have met folks, uh, like you know exactly what diet they're on because they want to tell you about it. Like you know, you know about the devotional that they're using because they're, 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 they're posting about it. And I do think that there are, there are times and places where that is so important because maybe somebody didn't know that you were a believer or maybe somebody didn't know that you were on this spiritual journey that you're on and it, and it causes you to have a conversation with them. But what Matthew is asking us to consider, what Jesus is telling his disciples is to be aware of your motives. If you are going to give something up, if you are going to start a new Bible study with us, if you're going to crack open that devotional book that you got as a Christmas present from your children or your grandchildren, why are you doing it? Is it to check off a box and say, well, it's Lent, I'm supposed to do something for 40 days? Is it to store up treasures in heaven? Well, if I... If we give away all of these things that we've been meaning to give away to the rummage sale or to goodwill, I'll have even nicer clothes in heaven. I don't think it works that way. I don't think, I don't think those are the treasures that God wants us to store up in heaven. I think this is the message that Jesus is getting to us through Matthew's gospel. The act of sacrifice, the act of devotion, the act of prayer, of reading your scripture daily, that is the treasure. 
That is the gift. Being willing to take that time out of your day or to end your night or to start your morning in such a way where you are thinking about your faith, you're thinking about God, you're thinking about your place in the world. Beware, be aware of your motives this Lenten journey, this Lenten season, starting tonight here on Ash Wednesday. There are two paraphrases of the Bible that I like to turn to often. One is the message. And Eugene Peterson in the message writes, don't make a performance out of it. When we read verse 1 from chapter 6, beware of practicing your piety before others. He paraphrases it as, don't make a performance out of it. Yeah, this isn't, you know, when, when we sing music here, when Daniel and the rest of the worship team's up here, it, they're not doing it for you, for us, for me. It's not a performance, and we need to beware and be aware of our motives and whether what we're taking on or giving up is something that we're doing just so that other people can see us, even our own family members. I hope that you don't take on a discipline over the next few weeks so that you earn extra brownie points with your spouse or with your kids or your grandkids. Don't do it for them. If there's one person, if there's one being that we should be concerned with, it's God. Don't make a performance out of it. The other paraphrase that I really like, you can look this up online, is called The Voice. And there is a note at the beginning of this whole section of Matthew chapter 6. And this is what uh, I believe, oh, he wrote, I think he wrote Velvet uh, Jesus. I think he, the, the uh, oh man, it's the, Vol the Volkswagen, the spirituality of Volkswagen. We'll, we'll talk, I'll figure it out later. Jonathan Miller, something like that. Miller, yeah. Donald Miller, thank you. Between my mother-in-law and uh, my, my pastor mentor, we, we got there. Donald Miller. I believe that he is the one who's behind the voice. And so this is the, this is the note that he has before chapter 6, what we just read tonight. Part of imitating the perfection of God is acting charitably and generously, doing good deeds working for justice and praying. Being generous, being charitable, doing good deeds, working for justice, now more than ever, praying for our world every day. If we're going to look for something to do as individuals, as families, and as a church, Perhaps we should commit ourselves to these things. We should beware of practicing our piety before others. We shouldn't make a performance out of it. We should be aware of what we are giving our attention to. We should be aware of what we are devoting our thoughts to. And perhaps if we are trying to imitate a perfect Christ who was fully human but fully divine, if we are to imitate this Christ, 
then perhaps we should consider taking on generous and charitable acts, performing good deeds, working for justice, and praying constantly. So that is my hope for us this evening as a pastor who comes to you and confesses that I feel like I am spent. I feel like I don't have much more to give. And perhaps you feel that way too. But that is the beauty of Lent. If we are aware of where we are in our own journeys and how we have a church family who's here to love and support us, and perhaps when we come out the other side and we get to celebrate the glory of Easter together, we'll know that we're just this much closer to the divine. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Church can happen anywhere, and I pray that God is speaking to you today. I know it's tough to make it to an in-person service every week, so be at peace about that. When you do have that elusive free weekend, when you can make it to a Sunday morning service, I hope you'll take the opportunity to gather with others this Lent. This season is all about self-reflection and prayer, fasting, and spiritual disciplines. But I also believe that it is better to have a community of love to surround and support you as you take on these practices, as you make these sacrifices, and as you process the tough questions that Lent can stir up inside of you. So if you live in the Memphis metro area, I hope you'll join us in Collierville. We'd love to see you at Peace Tree Sundays at 10 a.m. A nursery is provided and we have opportunities for your kids to experience the love of God and to have fun with their friends and other kids in a safe environment. In the meantime, you can get on our mailing list, our email list by filling out the form on our website, peacetree.church. This will help you stay up to date on everything that's happening at Peace Tree. And be sure to follow us on social by searching for Peace Tree, UMC. God bless you, and we'll see you soon.